You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 281st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So, Spencer, this is not... First off, I didn't think you were going to be on the pod tonight. So I was just planning to go with Little Guy, just just bouncing some great ideas off our... um, You know, really talking some good game about Dirty Kanza. But this is not the first time one of us has been in Las Vegas for recording of the slow ride podcast no this is true i am keeping with the tradition that uh that we have um of making things overly complex to record this podcast so i hope uh, all the listeners appreciate it because i'm going to great lengths here and very shoddy internet connections to make this happen Um, but out here in the desert uh endless endless uh desert great great training grounds for dirty kansas oh, for sure of that. it's hot oh it's i sandy. bet you i bet you brought it's your dirty. bike right um yeah uh, you know it would i i'm just saying it's an excellent place to do a lot of big miles on dirt roads so guys in an effort to keep this in a tight 40 minute window let's get right to the chase and i would like to make an announcement attention all okay. you euro racers if you want to win your nets you're going to need to come to States, race Trek Cross Cup, and get 16th place like our boy Lauren Sweek today at the Belgian National Cyclocross Championships. The proud winner yeah. of the Slow Ride Podcast 16th place Minnesota jersey. And now, yep. Yep. wearing the, the three colors of the Belgian National Champ. Podcast hero. This is podcast legend. This mm. is exactly why we created 16th place and exactly proving again the rule that it really is a good predictor of performance. So, yep. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's well, flawless. It's a flawless system. Can I wash my hand now? Since I shook his hand back then. Yes, can you can. You can now, now wash your hand now. I do have okay. a question. You guys were able to get Lawrence Week, our 16th place University of Minnesota Golden Gopher hockey jersey. Yep. Yeah. Were you able to get a drop of him saying, "This is Lawrence Week, your future Belgian national champion." And you're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. No, we dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, you would think after all the uh, rigmarole we went through of waiting for him to finish his post-race shower and kind of stocking his uh, little RV. <laughs> he kept looking out the window, not wanting to talk to you yeah, guys. <laughs> that we would have knocked that one out. That was the easy. That was the layup. And uh, yeah, we did. We we dropped mm, the ball right. there. Well, yeah, yeah, no, we we had a, we had a nice conversation. He's he's a really nice guy. He was he was like really nice and wasn't freaked out by some weirdos with a big jersey waiting for him to take a shower. And so it, yeah. it, it was really nice. And if you want some great coverage of the Belgian national championship, head on over to Crosshairs on Instagram at CXHairs uh, on Twitter, or you can also check out CXHairs.com, where Bill has put together a great gallery of. Photos from the men's elite national championships for Belgium, in which Lawrence Week 
rode away and won by 30 seconds over Eli Iserbright and Toon Ertz. So, um, guys, about, about the barge. The pontoon. I didn't really get the oh, pontoon, yeah. pontoon so, thing. I didn't get to watch this today. So, yes. what was it, it as weird as it seemed to be? I've seen pictures, kind but of, I haven't seen. So, I, I'm relying a lot, a lot on yet. Bill's impression of it because he's there on the ground and he's the um, expert for all things cyclocross. From the television, it didn't seem like much, in my opinion. It kind of just was a slow motion obstacle. Like, okay, now they're going over by the barge and there's like, there's 10, right. 10 stairs as well. Yeah. It's kind of a very slow 180. People not trying yeah, to barge, slip. Like, maybe? It didn't rock around a lot, which I guess is <laughs> the whole point. Like you want to have that support and be safe and whatever, but I kind of wanted it was just like ways. a straight line out and then like a couple of right angle turns and then straight back in seemed fairly inconsequential. Can I, can I say this about mm. boat cross though? Is that, the hanging excavator above where the racers were did add a little bit of like a death defying stunt to it. Right. Like there was a <laughs> multi thousand ton object hanging directly above where the riders were going. Um, yeah, okay. Bill did report that it was 250 Euro to get onto the party boat, but that once oh. you were on the party boat, you could not leave the party boat. So it sounded a little bit like my 10th grade prom. Um, I mean that, yeah. <laughs> so, so you couldn't get off. The <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I was going to make a Vegas analogy there, but uh, like, I'm on the party boat right now, you guys. I don't know if I can yeah. get off. And then, so it really didn't matter that much, little guy. I think it was also because it was all sand up to the party boat that there was just kind of yeah. you know, a respite. Um, on the women's side of things in Belgium, Sané Kant took the win by 30 seconds Bill. over Laura Vendershot and Ellen Van Loy. Building up the Worlds. Nice. She's going to be good at Worlds. Thibaut Nice took his uh, first Belgian national championship. I believe. Really? And maybe in the, what is he? The juniors. juniors? Yep. Still in the juniors. Now on the Dutch side of things, there is some other things that I want to get to. First off, they had the world's largest pinwheel I've ever seen in a cyclocross race. Oh my God. I saw this. Like this was one of the few things I had time to see on social media today. And I almost vomited. Not from a giant margarita. (laughs) Yeah. They definitely have those in Vegas. Uh, We've definitely had our, well, you've watched me have my fair share of them in Vegas, but I have to admit, (laughs) Spencer, I didn't think someone, I didn't think Europe would out America, America when it would come to cyclocross pinwheels, right? Like we we, we were the first to do the pinwheels here in the States and they, they spread like wildfire enough that you started the Facebook group. We referenced last week about pinwheels, not blowing out cross course. And for about five years, they kind of disappeared because there's enough shame thrown at promoters yeah. for being lazy and creating them. And then out of nowhere, like a festering sore, they appeared in European cyclocross first at a World Cup and then yeah. the world's largest pinwheel. Um, <laughs> at This was massive. Yeah. The, Cor- like the scale cannot be understated. I read a post race interview. Corn Van Kessel literally said he, he felt like he needed some aspirin while he was in it. I bet. It, it was horrible. It was so, it was such a mess. It was at least, I don't know what, eight times around the pinwheel. Whereas like usually maybe it's like, you know, you're kind of in there for a hundred yards. This thing was yeah. insane. Matthew Vanderpool took the win by six or 30 seconds over Lars Vanderhaar and Joris Nguyenwees at a minute. And then on the women's side, a clean sweep for the uh, uh, Alpecian Phoenix team with 
Celine Del Carmen Alvarado taking the win by just two seconds over Anne Marie's worst and Lucinda oh, wow. Brand. Guys, is that pretty much going to be the world championship podium for women? Well, by the way, I was Al- Alvarado, say, sh- worst brand. Sh- she's still mulling going to U23s. I think that's a mistake, man. What do you guys think? I think she's got to go. She's riding way too well. Yeah. yeah to, to, unless, like, unless I'd say, like, the only way you go to U23s for her now is if in training she notices her power numbers dropping or something. You yeah. Know? And she's like, I so, peaked too soon. Go to U23s. <laughs> clean up that jersey. No problem. Tell people that you like you just wanted to get that, you know, have the run of jerseys and just claim that. And then next yeah. year, just get the yeah. training a little more precise. But she's she's riding so well right just, now. Like, well, why would you I, I, why would you waste it on a U23? That's that's the thing is uh, like I understand it. I don't understand it. I think it's a mistake, uh, like you said. But I also, I do understand it because I'm in Vegas right now and you always bet on the sure thing, right? Like you don't want to leave anything to chance. So, you know, when you got, when you got that dealer on the ropes, you hit, man. When you get that dealer on the ropes, you roll a snake eyes. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like it's the same with, uh, I mean, like, so Vanderbilt's didn't work out for the road worlds, but. Right. You know, after the spring, the question everyone was having was, he's got to go to Road Worlds. Like, he's going to win Road Worlds. Like, and if he didn't go, it just would have been question marks around it, you know? She definitely needs to go U23. But can I point something out here, guys? No, Timmy, there, you're totally wrong. No, no, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I meant to say she needs to go elite. I elite, apologize. Okay. Thank you for the correction. Um, Spencer, fix that in post, please. Thank you. Um, okay. Got it. So the top five women in a fairly large Dutch National Women's Championship race. Yep. We're all Dutch. Well, not just that. <laughs> Amazing. They were they were all a minimum of two minute clear of the sixth place, but Mar- like Voss was within thirty seconds of Alvarado. And when Marianne Voss is getting your fifth place at national championship, yeah. arguably the greatest living cyclist racer, mm-hmm. active racer right now. Um that's impressive. That I mean it's insane that there's that many great Dutch cyclocross racers. Now, I think the US has got a, a fantastic country, um, in the women's side of things as well, but mm-hmm. Dutch clearly are Dutch. the are the uh, the nation of uh, dominance right now in the women's side of things. And what America would probably be the second best in the women's field combined. Yeah, maybe because I mean Belgium really only has what Sané Kant and uh, Ellen uh, Van Loy. I think Sané Kant is all they need. <laughs> Very when true. It, when when the results are posted uh, after Worlds, I think Sonicant is going to be all they need. <laughs> very, very yeah. true. So let's get into one of your guys' favorite. Um, Clement Vent- Venturini won the yeah. French National Cyclocross Championship. So oh, wow. Third time, I think. Representing so. AG2R. Looking so good. Yeah. Any other? That's pretty sweet. Now, um, a friend of the podcast, uh, Taylor Jones, always likes to point out that the French National Championships has more like professional road racers showing up to it than any other national championship, right? Like all the, mm-hmm, all the studs mm-hmm. are there. Um, you know, so I was just wondering if, did you guys have a chance to see any of that or see how uh, Steve Chanel did or, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Unfortunately, I got to uh, Hopefully I can go back and watch some of those. I mean, I, they were hard to find. <laughs> those are definitely hard to find, but anyways, it was a uh, pretty cool to see. So, Across the board, pretty successful national championship weekend. Nat- Do you guys think it's also uh, Tom Pidcock clearly won in America? Uh, I, or, sorry, in uh, Britain. <laughs> I didn't even see if Wait, Ian Field is he our Dan Martin? Is he is he the Dan Martin of cyclocross? He's getting there. 
But uh, okay, and then Cameron Mason, um, a rider I've been following for a while from Scotland, uh, got a solid third place teammate of uh, Tom Pitcock. But I, I am, I have to be honest, guys. Since I've gotten to know a little bit about both Scottish cyclocross and British cyclocross, granted they have mm-hmm. Pitcock. There's a lot of people that show up to these races in those countries. How do they not have a World Cup yet? How do they like they have the national tra- trophy race and it's like we have two World um, Cups here. One is in Iowa City, Iowa. Like they, they have did one World Cup. They had <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, they had one. Milton Keynes. I don't know why they lost it, but they, they they had it. And a great crowd showed up. I'm just saying like they have some great racers and they have a ton of people that go to their weekend races. I think the Scottish Cyclocross series I was told has 400 500 racers showing up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this Brexit thing should make it a lot easier to throw a World Cup there, right? Probably. I know a lot about Brexit, yeah. but let's talk about Mexit. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the the next news, guys. I yeah, something very disappointing came across uh, my Twitter sphere. Yeah. I think you guys saw it as well. Yeah, um, we got to do this. We, we got to do this. Uh, let's pull the bandaid off. Um, Matthew Vanderpool drives a four door Porsche. Yeah, oh. it's the GTA GTAs, I guess. That's um, I don't know. Does that stand for? Can't even get a ma- uh, manual. You probably can't even get a manual in that, can you? I bet you can't. Okay, Ugh. I had so much hope for Matthew Vanderpool, guys. He was my mm-hmm. favorite person. Some could say I totally had the fanboy crush on him. Mm-hmm. Some could say some that. could say that he was he was the guy I wanted to beat. Wow, right? Everybody but Wout. I don't see Wout rolling around in a four-door Porsche, but when I see Matthew Vanderpool with it, we'll get to that. When I see a Matthew okay. Vanderpool with the his own vanity license plate that says <laughs> MVDP hyphen one, and as someone pointed out on Twitter, the ultimate heel turn. I mean, this is he is now becoming the bad guy in cycling. The, oh no! Come on! Like, no, you don't, you little guy. Why are would you? I think it's funny driving a four-door Porsche. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah. It's disgusting, A, they even make them. B, that it's even in the same parking lot that Matthew Vanderpool gets dressed in. It's okay, but (laughs) for him to drive it? Yeah. Well, I was thinking there's plenty of room to throw the bikes in. You know, (laughs) There's definitely. (laughs) And the nice thing about the four-door, as anyone knows that's gone in a small car to a a cross race, it's really hard to change in the front seat. (laughs) That is true. And so it's it's much nicer if you can change in the back seat. You can push those front seats all the way forward. He's probably got memory in that seat, so it goes right back to the position he likes. He can also put that those back seats down so he can put his skis in, like lie flat. So um, he's going, I mean... I'm just I'm I, I've been working on excuses for him all day, you guys. This is kind of all I got. This is this yeah. is distressing to yeah, see. This is I, this, you are more positive about this than I expected, little guy. I gotta he, say, he, the thing is, I th- I imagine most riders. I mean, like most of them probably aren't home very much. I imagine that either a their significant other hopefully just gets to make the car choice because they're the one driving the car ninety five percent of the time, um, or so you know they probably just buy Audis. So like, okay. Two things. I'm. I. I just gotta say, I'm really into the license plate. I. I, I think I, it is. I think just it's hilarious. So good. It's so good. Like anybody can put your initials on your license plate. But to put right? the, like, <laughs> I can put mine on my license plate. To put the one. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Like, but when you put <laughs> MDVP on or yeah. whatever on your license plate, with the one. Everybody. Everybody knows who that is. Like everybody. Yeah, yeah. In the Netherlands knows, yeah. oh my God, 
That is, it, it's I like if it's like if, I would wave him through at the at the at the four way stop. Such, just yeah, such get in a the power wave. Play. But just get in the wave. My favorite is that he put the one on there just to protect against someone that's gonna try to put the MVDP. Like so now, like you're like, no, I'm the number one MVDP. Oh, right. for sure. Do you guys think David Vanderpool has DVDP whatever one? Yeah, yeah, on his Nissan Versa. <laughs> oh, ouch, man! That's a deep, deep insult from a man that owned a Versa. Yeah, and I happily sold it. So let's get into this. I mean, Spencer, you raise up a good oh, point about God. what kind of car Wout Van Art would drive. Um, maybe we can also go into what Wout Van Art's uh, Vanity license plate would be. I will. I will give you this, Spencer. I will come around. On it's the, Wout Van Art two. I will come around on the MVDP one license plate. Um, but we know for a fact Wout Van Art would not. Well, let's go back one. Do you think Matthew Vanderpool chose this car? This may be the only excuse that he got, right? Like, this car was given to him, so he didn't have a choice. I mean, Maybe. that's very possible. I mean, I, I got to think, some, along, along little guy's uh, train of thought earlier, with the significant other needs, needs a vehicle most of the time, I'm hoping the one is because he has another car, like a dumber car. <laughs> That has the initials only license plate like on Like the MVDP. It. And that yeah. this is yeah. the yeah. next one. You know what I mean? Do, do you guys remember the Doogie Howser episode where he wanted to buy a 1950s caddy and his dad said he couldn't because it wouldn't be reliable to get him to the hospital? And he kind of threw like a little fit because he was 16. I, I imagine that's, I the, that's the – well, okay. Obviously, no one's going to remember this. But um, – I feel like the point is, as much as I want these guys to use their weird money to buy goofball cars, you know, um, yeah. they just got to get to the airport on time to hit that flight. You know, they got to he's got to get to the cross race on time. He can't be out there changing plugs on the van again. So what do you think before he leaves? So what do you think? Va- the only guy who can is Taco for some reason. He's <laughs> yeah. got the van again. But other than that, you know, it's like. So Wild Van Art is driving what? I mean, is he just driving like a Honda Accord? No, I mean he's A6. the world. He was the A6. world champion. He's yeah. You think an Audi A6? A6? Yeah, A6 yeah, wagon. Would, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I'd give it up for if, if Wilds in an Audi wagon. That'd be all right. I want to know who who I want to know who in the Pro Peloton drives a manual. That's what I want to know. Uh, all, I don't even I think care. All what the they cycle do. cross racers do. All the cross racers. I think the roadies all drive automatics, and I think the cross no, racers pretty much do it to you. I guarantee uh, Mitch Docker drives a manual. He has to. Um, Mitch, we're putting you on blast. What do you, what, manual right. or automatic? Someone hit up Mitch Docker's Twitter account. Ask him if he drives a manual or a stick. Th- this is very important. We need to know. <laughs> All right, guys. So there's so much more. Do you want to talk anything else about the Cyclocross National Championships or kind of how we're hitting going into Worlds in two weeks? No. Uh, no, I, di- I didn't see much of anything uh, being out here for work stuff so well, right on so i think what we do need to go is uh with tour down under um and the spring training camps coming up let's uh let's call our, our australian correspondent uh michael matthews and see how things are going this is mitch docker and you're listening to life in the peloton also the slow ride podcast afterwards All right, so here we are in our preem lap, and once again, we are brought to you by the fine folks over at Works and their Hydro Shot Power Cleaner. Head on over to yourcleanbike.com, enter the promo code GEARUP, and you can save 15% on not just the Hydro Shot Power Cleaner, but all of the great accessories 
that make it so much more yeah. pleasurable and other tools if you want to start building out your work shed. Yeah. Yeah. The hydro shot has been such a home run. Like everyone who uses it or sees us using it just falls in love with the thing instantly because it is it is the tool that cyclocross and mountain bike and everything has been waiting for. And I'm super excited that that uh, that we can get it to you guys uh, for a nice little discount um, over at yourcleanbike.com with that uh, with that promo code because I mean all the way up and I'm talking like random you know podcast listeners who have bought the thing and love it all the way up to Katie Compton and Mark Legg who used it at Trek and then got their own uh, because they love that thing so much like that is a pretty good endorsement. Uh, for how well it works. So check it out. Do yourself a favor. Oh, for sure. Yes. We'd also like to thank Buckler Invocation. Head over to Buckler Skincare to find your very own wide angle podium chamois cream called the Miracle Wap. The tingle is the miracle. And you can also head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more about our partnership with Grimper Brothers, who produced two fantastic coffee blends, including the Hello Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blend. It's definitely approved by Crosshairs Radio <laughs> and Spencer, who's a big fan. So head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out about that partnership. Yeah. Awesome. And one other quick note, I want to give a quick shout out to Mitch Docker, referenced earlier. Life in the Peloton has been a fantastic uh, member of the network, and we're excited to see his next uh, event. He's He's got something up his sleeves, and we can't wait to find out more. So with that, guys, let's get back to the show. So remember that, and uh, yeah, enjoy your ride podcast. All right, gentlemen, here we are. Tour Down Under is underway, so naturally... You know we're going to be getting a ton of emails from our listeners in Australia. And the first one that we need to go is with good old uh, friend of the podcast, Gavin. Hey, lads. Quick update on TT Day here at the Australian Road Nationals. I know, I know. Bear with me. Turbo (laughs) Durbo takes the elite men's time trial win off reigning world champ Rohan Dennis. Yeah. I unironically love to see it. Interestingly... (laughs) Port a no show in an Olympic year. Hmm. So guys, <laughs> Rohan Dennis did not win. No reports yet on if he was riding a BMC <laughs> time trial bike. Oh, that would have been so awesome if he did. He still rode a BMC. And then on the women's side, Sarah Gigante takes the win on the women's TT win. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. Gigante and Plap are both from the Brunswick Cycling Club. See picture below doing a Madison change like four or five years ago. You knew, oh, you know sick. who else started their career at the Brunswick Cycling Club? Harrowed, hollowed uh-huh. Harrison Street Velodrome. Mitch Docker. So there you go. So the two women, there you go. Or sorry, the the women and men winner, both got their start on the hollowed Harrison Street Velodrome with Mitch Docker. So that is out to all of our Amazing. friends in Australia who obviously are dealing with some horrible brush fires yeah, and the start of the horrible tour down under. <laughs> oh. I know. We just, we just kind of 
I'm trying to think of why I don't like tour down under. I think most of it has to do with how Lance Armstrong participated in that one year, many years ago. And I'm just very slow to stop any type of grudges. Um, mm. And how everything comes down to the really Wollonga H- Hill. It's probably a pretty awesome race. Um, I would elevate it now to the level of tour of California. So I'm ready to uh, start, start giving it a little <laughs> bit more consideration. What I do like about tour down under is that it doesn't interfere with a grand tour. Um, and it is a legitimate starting spread so yes it is training camp guys it is not you know yeah again but it is elevated a little bit better it's definitely better than those mid-east races oh oh my god thousands of times better thousands yes that that, thousands. <laughs> that is without hundreds, hundreds of thousands yeah. oh anyway all righty boys um we also got a great email from Stephen leach also about the australian roads nets time trial banner so that was pretty cool to see a, we have so many people hitting us up not a lot going on in the road scene no, no, eh? no, let's talk about the road, <laughs> road nets um you know always uh, uh great to see and then we did get this uh, great email from matt watts terrific job of late guys i cannot wait to hear more about the kanza training and event Ooh, also awesome. my daughter will be turning seven months seven months this month and we pur- purposed uh, purchased a baby trailer at what age That's ability nice. should we attempt to ride with her in the back? Her head size is in the 90th percentile, so not worried about the helmets <laughs> fitting. <laughs> yep, been there. Yeah. Been there. Finally, thought I'd give you some information for your Michael Matthews updates. Spencer, just so you know, you're editing out the content oh. when you insert the Premlap intro, but it's there. I'm sure Tim's <laughs> talking about it. Beans. Did we know the info below? If you go to Google's Notable Moments, you can just type in Michael Matthews' name and then a date. For instance, if you just type in <laughs> Michael Matthews' oh, Notable Moments, you'll find out that uh-huh. in 2010, he got an angel tattoo with a halo of the world champion colors <laughs> after that victory <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> uh, not helping yourself michael i love it so, so, so matt watts when should when should he be putting his baby in the baby trailer yeah this is on you guys i, don't, I, I don't so i don't know about you tim i put mine my tom boon and tom boon i think right about that eight eight ish months in the trailer but we did the car seat in the trailer for a while so you couldn't do the helmet because it would make his head in a weird position and then you got all types of looks at you from the the helmet nazis going why are you not wearing a helmet (sighs) yeah some people would but i i think being in the and then you're like i'm on the greenway (laughs) well he couldn't hold himself i don't know about his kid but i mean mine couldn't really hold himself up with the helmet on at that age you know but well if your head's in the the 90th percentile at seven months i'm pretty sure you're not uh able to it's like an orange. Hold your head up. Yeah. yeah. And it, the, there's too much room around in the I, trailer, at least. This for me. It's a little guy. I've never put a uh, little Heimar in a trailer. I've put him in the front of a cargo bike. So because of that, he's always sitting in front of me. And I had the car seat option with you as well. Um, and then I did try yeah. to do the, um, the helmet. So uh, that's the best ah. advice that I can give. Yeah. I feel like around 10 months, we started just doing the helmet. It was a little easier then. These big-headed kids. Yeah. You got a big-headed kid too, Tim. Um, <laughs> it's, a li- it's hard for them to hold their heads up, especially you strap that helmet on and like, man, there's a lot of weight up there. And uh, yeah, that is true. Well, and uh, yeah, so that, that was great to see. Um, Matt, Matt Watts uh, found out how we can get all of the great data about uh, Michael Matthews yeah. um, for us. But uh, something else I wanted to uh, just give a quick shout out uh, to friend of the podcast, uh, 
Jeff Aldrich, who hit us up, he was going to be the one that went down to Australia to do the coverage of the tour down under for us. But unfortunately, it fell through. But there's promises of original coverage in 2021. And we can't wait for that, Jeff. And uh, we're definitely yeah. thinking of you and appreciate all the uh, correspondence are. on the email. So, And guys, let's get into it. Let's check out hashtag ask slow ride. Now, Spencer. Uh. There's some good stuff there, in here. There I know. is some good stuff. Naturally, there's a lot of stuff about, um, you know, pinwheel in the Dutch cross yeah. championships. But Cyclophurious hits us up. Can't Valverde just have the blips so his thumbs have something to do? Because, as you <laughs> That's know, a good option. Uh, with the, the move to SRAM, because a lot of talk about the campy ergonomic shifters and what is Valverde going to do with his thumbs now, his overdeveloped thumbs from shifting on those for the last 37 years. Um, pro yeah. racing. <laughs> Did you see how I slid that in there? He's been racing for the exist yeah. the entirety of the Movistar team. Um, yeah, so you can use the blips of the uh, the uh, um, remote SRAM axis. Yeah, it's a good option. He should explore Greg, that for sure. Greg Grell. Hit, oh, go ahead, little guy. I was going to say I'd heard people saying it is a real coup for SRAM to steal that away. Have you guys seen the the new Movistar bike with the SRAM ETAP that's disc? And if you compare that to the last year bike, rim brake, campy record, EPS, their new bike is so freaking ugly. It's hideous. Well, I've actually just... And the disc, there's nothing about it that is like, all you have to do is remember what it looked like the previous years and you'll you'll sort of gag a little bit and you'll never want to buy SRAM ETAP disc ever. I remember being at... uh... I don't know, Sea Otter, I think. And at the Canyon booth, they had Valverde's World Championship striped bike. And it was a thing yeah. of beauty. It was an absolute it thing was of beauty. probably freaking I, amazing. And, you know, to be honest, if they've got the Movistar bike there this year at uh, Sea Otter, I'm just going to walk by with blinders. Not even going to stop to take photos. I'm Movi mm. Movistar, guys. Except Valverde. If they have a Valverde bike, then, I, then I'd look at it. But um, Greg, <laughs> Greg Grell hit us up on Ask Red. I wanted to see if the super rookie was a math major in college. He's done the math, and in 2029, you'll have 1,300 episodes. When do you plan to go bi-weekly? Skills like that will be invaluable for Dirty Kenza. So, Tim, uh, this brings up some interesting questions. Now, I know you did not major in math in college, but you do have a little tie in there. Weren't you a, a school teacher? I was a school teacher. I was a social studies mm-hmm. and a special education teacher. Um, mm-hmm. I prided myself um, when I wasn't on Twitter or watching uh, the Giro or various bike races during standardized tests to ask my students to, you know, if they needed help with their math homework, I would help them out. <laughs> they would then give me a problem. And then on the this is how awesome of a teacher I was. And then on the projector, I would have my laptop typed up. I would just type the problem into Google. <laughs> then I'd say, like, <laughs> there's your answer. I was the wor- like, I was nice. horrible. The, uh, the math teacher must have really loved it. Mr. Hayes said I could yeah. use Google. And my response would be like, when besides a standardized test, so, do you not have a calculator with you to do this problem? All right. So your answer <laughs> to this inquiry is that you typed in, how many podcasts will I have done by 2029 and Google came up with 1300. Yeah. So blame Google. Yeah, yeah. And there's all those other podcast episodes that I'm doing that you guys just haven't heard that are still, still oh, post. perfect. Love it. Um, let's see. Oh, James MB 
hits us up. This past weekend, I saw about eight cyclists wearing Movistar kits. Of course, I remember just wave at my fellow cyclists. However, none of the eight Movistar fans returned the jester. Are riders in Movistar yeah. kits exempt from waving? <laughs> this is a very... I mean, maybe. I want to know so much here. So were all eight Movistar kits riding together, and then were they just average fans, or was it actually the team? <laughs> or were you somewhere where there was just eight random fans of Movistar that are wearing the kit? Because like, if I'm riding, if I'm going on a bike ride, right? A 50 mile, like a normal weekend ride, 60, 70 miles. And I see eight Whoa, individuals. This is DK trash talk. You're inflating the numbers, I think. If, if I see eight separate Movistar riders, where do you live? Fredville? Like, I mean, seriously, that <laughs> like I'm all okay for someone wearing a pro team kit like we've mentioned in the podcast before, like after a certain vintage. Yeah. 100%. But eight of you, like you might want a new kit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounds like maybe a bike shop went out of business in the area or <laughs> something along those lines um, that maybe had to blow out. Or maybe you started a club and the, you know, the design file got, uh, something went wrong in the upload process with champion systems or pack team or whatever. And, uh, you know, they didn't turn out right. So you needed a plan B and you just bought everybody movie star kits. And, uh, that's what you raced your local crits in. It could be, I don't know. I like that idea. You don't know what to do. So you just buy a pro kit. You're all cat fours anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh man. It is so bad. Well, guys, it has come to the time of the podcast that we need to do a little bit of check-in on the um, the race for Dirty Kansas. Mm-hmm. So oh. one of the things that we have not done yet, and we have been reached out by um, a friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Brown, who is almost like our sponsor, our, our as you will, I think he, he calls himself our blind peddler, because he is the one that is donating a sweet tandem to Spencer and I. So first off, he says, Spencer, your training sounds right on track. That's good to know from the the guy that has ridden the bike more than us. So here's my question to you guys. Have you guys had the honor and the privilege to see the pictures of this tandem bike? Oh, my God, yes. It's good looking. Now, it's incredible. There are a couple things here. So the first, let's let's talk a little bit about it to our, uh, you know, obviously we'll put this up on Instagram so people can see it. But it is a tandem, so it's got everything you expect. But it is a beautiful purple color. That when I saw that Spencer, right away I was mm-hmm. like, "We're winning!" Like we may not win the <laughs> yeah. race, we yeah. may not win the race, or we but might. we're definitely winning the race. You know what I mean? Like, like yes. there's going to be a lot yes. of people. I guarantee this bike gets featured on Cyclocross magazine's coverage of what bikes are at Dirty Kansas. Oh, for sure. If it doesn't, it's an absolute travesty. Zach, if it doesn't, it's an absolute travesty. You know what, guys? I've already been, had a bike featured on Cyclocross Magazine, so like, it's like really not that big a deal for me if I get on there again. But this, I mean, Mike, what Mike has put together. <laughs> now, Spencer, a couple things here. Yeah. There are, um, yeah. we've got to talk about, first off, what what we should do. Like maybe our uh, friends of the podcast can tell us like what's the best way to use uh, someone else's bike. So I think at the minimum we need to we need to <laughs> like we need to bring very our carefully. I think I know, <laughs> we need to bring our own drivetrain, right? Like definitely the drivetrain that that shouldn't be on Mike because I mean, we're going to put a lot of power 
in there. I don't want to like snap any. So many watts. Yeah, too many yeah. watts. Mm-hmm. Just um, incredible. Who's, who's doing the work for you two numbskulls? There are a couple. Swap that out. There's a couple more things we do need to talk about here. Um, let so guys, there is a water bottle cage that is behind my seat in the Stoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is I know that this bike has been uh, donated to us for this use, but. Can we take that off? Is that okay? Like, if it's we take that off? It's like the triathlon it's style. It's the triathlon uh, style water bottle. I know yeah. beggars can't be cheesers, but... Mm-hmm. How I, um, thirsty do you plan on being? Oh, Tim's very thirsty. That's <laughs> part of the problem. But I have three pockets in front of me and the two water bottle cages directly below me. And we're going to have the fanny packs invest, and the <laughs> camelbacks. Yeah. You should invest in some sort of camelback because I have a feeling... Unless we want to do some James Bond like oil slick <laughs> stuff with this tandem, that those bottles are going to eject themselves yeah. at some point yeah. uh, and maybe be a bit of a road hazard so, for other users. Also, this bike that we will be showing on our Instagram page. So head over to the Slow Ride Pod to see this thing. Uh, this it's this beautiful. beautiful bike. I mean, seriously, we are so lucky to have this. But let's be honest, it's also got white bar tape and black seats. Do, do we? Do we keep the white bar tape or do we just go with the, the black bar tape? Or am oh, I, no, you keep it well, and you just, I mean, that's a nice thing to do afterwards. It does, you guys replace it. Yeah, and it does match the water bottle new, cages. It does what? Put on a new nice roll. And I just I think ma- that you got to do that. And it matches the white pedals. Oh, this is actually a really well well thought out bike. Um, Spencer, I do have a couple concerns yeah. though. Let me say the first one. Is that they're bullhorn okay. bars um, on the stoker seat. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to get? Well, I'm just worried if you're going to be able to fit between those bullhorn bars. They look about like a 48, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe 50. I think I'll be fine. Okay, I just hadn't seen you riding that much lately. I just want to make sure you're going to be able to sit comfortably um, <laughs> on this uh, stallion. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start a um, <laughs> April May burrito challenge tim where i have to eat burritos every single day uh, or something uh you, you know you watch yourself i am absolutely I will, uh, stoked for this kansas crusher so mike thanks so much i can't wait to get on the phone with mike uh in the coming uh a week or so here to really get the training plan down and to find out how he handles um the aspect of not being uh the driver right because like i i'm a little nervous yeah. i've got so Friend of the podcast, Tyler Dennison, hit me up, Spencer, and wants to know if you're busy doing curls, like arm curls to keep the bike up. Because he thinks that after 60 miles, you're just going to be laying this thing down. There's a pretty strong chance of that. Yeah. And um, the more reading I do on uh, on how to appropriately ride a tandem, um, sounds like communication is a really big thing between the captain and the stoker. Really? And uh, that's something we excel at. Yeah. Our communication uh, skills. You know, we may need to work on this. So yeah, they vary. They vary. It really depends on Tim's mood. If he, yeah. if he listens <laughs> or, uh, you know, because I could say stuff all day long and it, it might not matter. I mean, if, if, if Sarah needs the car, we will get there in time. Okay, guys, we do need to dig into <laughs> um, a, a, something I wanted to check out here. So I'm going to just go over to Dirty Kanza right now and uh, come up with a fake entry. Because we should be able to see how many tandems have been entered into the race. Because okay. when you sign up for a tandem, which apparently is the way to just sneak your way into the uh, the entry, there are roughly 3,300 spots for um, entry. 
is like yeah. I think what it says in Total. the race race Bible, right? So um, I'm curious if one of these tandems is named after Lawrence Tandem or some sort of other pun on that because I feel like we missed the boat just naming ours the Slow Red Podcast B Team uh, after. Uh, you know, the word came out that uh, Tandam was was going was calling his shot that he's going to race Kanza. And, um, you know, maybe maybe he's got some sort of uh, sponsorship deal as well. But uh, without that tandem guarantee, you know, who knows? It, it, um, I I got to admit, that was probably your greatest tweet in the history of the Slow Ride podcast that Lawrence Tandam is going to be at the. um Dirty Kanza and his announcement of what his race portfolio is going to be. Um, yeah, I am a little concerned that uh, that he wins the tandem category, which then kind of kicks us off the podium. Because Spencer, when you and I were looking at um, the results for the tandem, yeah, we were pouring over the data. Yeah, yeah, so we were pouring over the data, and one of the things we saw was that there's always like the ringer tandem team right? That wins yep. like the head and shoulders yep. above the rest. And then yeah. there's kind of a fast second place team. That's maybe like an hour behind them. And then the third yep. place team kind of is just like everybody that finishes 16 hours or so. Like there's, so it started giving us the idea that, you know, maybe we've got a rabbit to chase. Maybe, maybe, maybe we actually get on the podium at dirty Kansas. How awesome would that be? It's, it's possible. I don't want to guarantee it, yeah, but yeah, it's I don't know. possible because here's the thing. You got to finish. And I, like, that's, that's the one catch that I'm not sure about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. You guys, it's a real big one. It's turns out that that's a big one. Yeah. Um, they don't let you on the podium, even if you're on pace to do. Okay. So I think, but dude, guys, if we could get on the podium, think about the content. Think about how long that content took. <laughs> I mean, people would be like talking about that for years. Yeah. I mean, you would. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, guys, let's see how many tandem teams there are. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm yeah. all set. Drum roll. Give it to me. 13 so far. So, we've got. Oh, the my names. God. We're done for. So, there's 13 Dumb and Dumber, Fur Gem, Friday Course Coffee Club, The Pathfinder of. West Virginia fat old guys, red, white, and blue, Team Evergreen, Team Too Dirty, Team Fuzzballs. I'm worried about them. And to the extreme, yeah. there's a couple of other less less cool names. Um, guys, I think we actually have a chance here. I think we blew up our spot uh, calling out the tandem uh, on this podcast as the guaranteed entry because I think we've uh, <laughs> upped our own competition a bit here. We should have waited till after Kanza no, what and fun then would let everybody know. Yeah, and so uh, so we got Pidcock, we got Lawrence Tandam, we've got all the other types of pros entering. I sure hope to find out which pro didn't make it into the field. And when we do, we will definitely be recording and letting you know that on that episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. So, with that, with nothing else to go, I yeah, oh, little guy, little guy coming in late. The van again has been fixed. What you got? I I want to let you guys know about my post. Uh, cans of plans. I decided 200, not enough. I gotta, I gotta race a longer <laughs> race next year. <laughs> okay. So just this morning, I, um, I entered the, it's called the dam. It's the, it's the race across the day across Minnesota. Uh, it's mid August, 240 ish miles. 
Because the 200 just wasn't enough, and I figure I'm going to have some good form. I might as well tack another <laughs> 40 on. You think you can carry um, that form over? Yeah, from Mid- early June. You are becoming. June to mid-August. You are becoming that guy. Yeah, I'm totally guy. becoming an old guy. I know. Wow. But, um, How, I'm is doing your beard it. getting bigger on its, like, on its own, or what's going on here? Are like, you a member of the I Twin City Bicyclist Club now, too? No. You know what I did? I got to tell you guys. I did look at the... Like Twin Cities Randonneur Club. Yeah, after doing 240 miles just for fun. I mean, well, so I was looking at it because I was thinking about this Kansas training. I was thinking, I got to do some seriously stupid long rides, and I'm not going to probably be able to do them on my own. Maybe I could jump in one of these group rides, but they're doing huge rides in like now. Like I can't, I can't go out for more than an hour. That feet, doesn't bode well. My feet, <laughs> my feet freeze off. Right? I was like, oh, I was thinking like March or April when. Um, you guys know I have no circulation, so um, never mind that for a while. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna do a really long race. Well, little guy, we I can't wait to find to out more. If you need us as support, we'll definitely be there for you. All right, yeah, yeah. And there's aid stations. Also, I'll probably need some quick help. shout out to all of the uh, uh, friends of the pod, um, including a friend of the pod, uh, Ben Pickle, for hooking us up with different ideas on our race um, support. And coverage as far as out there at Dirty Kanza. We've had a lot of people volunteering to uh, to man the, uh, the checkpoints for us. So uh, We're going to need every single one of them. We're going to need someone with a car to pick <laughs> little guy up because Spencer and I are going to drop him. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank all of the listeners and members of the Wide Angle Podium. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out uh, about our great family of shows, including Bike Shop CX and the Gravel Lot, including... Um, Crosshairs Radio. So some great stuff and content coming out also from Consummate Athlete. Um, we'd also like to give a shout out to Works and their HydroShot Power Cleaner. Head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the code GEARUP to save 15%. And go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more about our partnership with Grimper Brothers. And BK1 yeah. of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer, unfortunately, still in Las Vegas, Nevada. And always reminding you to wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. 